Welcome back to the Booked and Busy podcast. This is episode four, which I'm recording on Saturday, June 24th. So I actually recorded an episode a few weeks ago on my bookish favorites, but to be honest, I kind of hated the way that it came out. So I decided to postpone episode four. I'm going to do my bookish favorites another time. And I figure I would just wait to record the podcast until it was time to record my mid-year check-in, which is what this episode is. But before we jump into it, let's start. We're going to jump right in. All right, I'm not going to talk your ear off. We're going to jump right in. And we're going to start with what I've been and what I'm currently booked and busy with. All right, so here's what I've been booked with. So these are some of the reads that I have recently finished. So I finished Red, White, and Royal Blue and I loved that book so much. I will talk more about it in a little bit, but I loved that book. That one's by Casey McQuiston, and I finished it so that I could watch the movie when it comes out, I believe, in August, and it's so close, so I'm really excited, so I finished that. I also finished One Italian Summer by Rebecca Searle. Rebecca Surly? I don't know. I'm so sorry, Rebecca. Um, so I finished that as well. That one was a really quick read. It was about 260-ish pages. So that one didn't take me very long. That was a really quick read. And then The Infamous Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. That was my first read of this month. And it seems like I read it so long ago, but it was only the beginning of this month. Probably because I finished it in like two days. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and it was at the beginning of the month, but that one... Oh, I loved it. Again, I'll get into these later in the podcast, but I just kind of want to give everyone some insight on what I've read because it's been a little bit. Um, I also finished Practice Makes Perfect by Sarah Adams and most recently finished Love on the Brain by Allie Hazelwood. I know I'm kind of late to the game on that one, but oh, so good. Um, so what I'm currently booked with, I pre-ordered Love Theoretically by Allie Hazelwood. Um, I actually pre-ordered it from an indie bookstore called Lark and Owl Booksellers. They're located in... Sorry, I wanted to get the facts right before I tell you about them. So they're located in Georgetown, Texas. So if you are in Georgetown, if you're located around or near Georgetown, Texas, go check them out. Go support indie booksellers. Go support local bookstores. Um, Yeah, I think it's super important. So they were doing a special pre-order where you could actually have your book personalized by Allie Hazelwood. She was doing signed copies. Okay, so I ordered my book from there and you could put in like a prompt or like a little comment asking her to sign it specifically to someone to draw little doodles and stuff. So I asked her if she could doodle in it or write a Taylor Swift lyric in it or you know what? Whatever she felt. I trust you, Allie. Do whatever you want. So she wrote it out to Tay and she drew a little star with a smiley face in it. It's so cute. And she wrote Taylor Swift lyrics from The One and it says, I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. And it's signed Allie. So 
this is my baby this is my prized possession i love her i'm also loving this book so yeah i'm loving this book i will be doing a full review on my bookstagram and on my goodreads but i'm about halfway i think i'm exactly 50 percent it's really good i love ali's books i don't think i will ever rate any of her books under five star like i just they're so cute and cheesy and a little spicy not gonna lie they're so good um yeah okay so i also want to share what i'm going to be reading next because while this is going to be posted on june 30th it's being recorded on the 24th so i haven't read it yet but i do want to include it because it will wrap up my mid-year reading so the next book i'm going to be reading is happy place by emily henry that book has been i put it on my tbr for last month and i just never got around to it so i'm making it a goal to finish it by the end of june and i'm really excited i'm a little nervous because i see a lot of people crying in a good way but i'm a little nervous because i don't know what i'm in for i've only read one other emily henry book so i have a, a decent idea but um i'm a little nervous but i am excited so that is what I'm going to be wrapping up my mid-year reading with. Okay, so let's get to it. Let's get down to business. I am not going to stall. I am not going to make an intro that is 14 million years long. I'm going to jump right into it and we're going to talk about my mid-year check-in. So I have broken it down into a few separate sections um, or parts and I do want to mention that this will be as spoiler free as possible if I am going to talk about something that has a little bit of a spoiler in it I will give you a warning but it should be spoiler free for the most part so I'm just going to give my thoughts on the books that I've read so far and also how my reading is going for 2023 um also side note I don't know if you understand how hard it is to record a podcast and what I mean by that is my husband and I always laugh about it because I'm so out of breath right now it's not even funny <laughs> okay like it is funny but you have to have so much like breath control when you're doing this so that you don't breathe out every other second because you're consistently talking especially if you're doing a solo podcast with no guests or like co-hosts I'm continuously talking for most of this I take little breaks but um yeah, I just thought it was funny because the amount of breaks I've taken so far is like, I can't catch my breath. So, um, embarrassing tidbit, but funny. We're going to jump into it now. Okay, let's start with how many books I've read so far. Now, keep in mind, I am a little bit of a slower reader, so I'm not reading 10, 15, 20 books a month like some people are, and that's totally great if you are. I wish I could do that even if I didn't have a full-time job and I sat in my bed all day and read I just don't think that I would do that one I have way too many other hobbies um that I bounce back and forth between two I'm also just like a slow reader by nature I don't read fast at all there's some exceptions but I really am not like a fast reader so to me this is a lot for half a year to you this might be child's play um and that's totally fine so i've read 16 books this year for me that's pretty good especially because last year 
I read about 17 in the whole year. I had a really bad reading year last year, so I read 17 books in the whole year. So for me, reading 16 in half a year is pretty good. Also, when I started reading again, I only read 15 books um, from when I started back reading in May through the end of the year, um, which isn't bad. That's almost half a year. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself. And I'm currently on book 17. Like I said, I'm reading Love Theoretically right now. And then by the time June is done, I should have read 18, which will put me right at the halfway point, which is what I'm going for. All right, so I thought it would be fun and also a good idea to kind of break down how many books I've read each month and what books I've read during that month, just kind of as like a general overview if, you know, you haven't, because I do those little like templates on your stories, you know, where you can, they're like little trackers, like monthly trackers. Um, So basically that, but for a podcast. So we're going to start with January. So January, I read two books. I started my year reading Alone With You in the Ether by Olive Blake, and I actually rated that one five stars. Um, I didn't think it was my usual book because it's not technically a romance. Um, it's a love story, which I think is important to differentiate between the two. Um, it's kind of like for me with Colleen Hoover. She's Those are not romance books to me. They're a little too like real to be like a little romance. So I would also consider those like love stories. They're not romances. So for me, I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying for me, that's what it reminds me of. Like the idea that they're not romances, they're love stories. It's the same way I feel with Alone With You in the Ether. It's not a romance. I think that's made pretty clear too, that it's not a romance. It's, I think it says on the cover, a love story. Um, So it's not my usual book that I would gravitate towards. But I think going into it with an open mind um, and understanding that kind of helps to gauge if you would be interested in it or not. So I really liked this book, um, hence the reason I gave it five stars, which first book of the year giving it five stars, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for that one because look at me go. Um, But this book felt incredibly real and it just conveyed like, raw human emotions of what it's like to fall in love and Goodreads describes it as a contemporary study of time, space, and nature of love, exploring what it means to be unwell and how to face the fractures of yourself and still love as if you're not broken. I think that perfectly encompasses what this book is. Um, It is so good. (laughs) Wow, Taylor, we're really good with the words today. Um, But I just, it talks about the importance of mental health and how people grow at different paces. Um, And I like that it's very, like, this whole book is character-driven. I love a good character-driven story. Um, Because I'm definitely more character over plot. I think I've talked about this before, but yeah. So the second book that I read in January was the first in the Celestial Kingdom duology, Daughter of the Moon Goddess by Sulin Tan. And I rated this one four stars. So this one is a beautiful action-packed like dreamy fantasy that depicts Chinese folklore, mythology, and legends and has a really interesting magic system. So basically Xingyun I think is how that's pronounced. I looked it up and I think I'm pronouncing it right so 
I hope I am. Um, she basically grows up in solitude on the moon with her mother, the moon goddess, after being exiled there by the celestial emperor for stealing this immortality elixir. Um, it's a really great story. Um, I rated this one four stars only because I felt the pacing was a little off, but if you can look past that, it's a really beautiful story. And that actually leads me into February where I read the second in the book, or second in the series, Heart of the Sun Warrior. And this one I gave four and a half stars because I felt the pacing was much better in this one. And the story carried over from book one to book two really well. Um, everything was very intentional. And it's not like some series where some books are just kind of like thrown in there to have more content. This was very, this second book was very intentional. Um, and it was just a beautiful story. I, however, am just a little unsatisfied with the ending. But other than that, this book, like the series did not disappoint. It's the book covers are beautiful and like ethereal and the story is just amazing. So I seriously recommend this book to everyone. Um, so good. Also in February, I read three out of the four Twisted books um, by Anna Huang. I read Twisted Love, Twisted Games, and Twisted Hate. Um, I am planning to have a whole episode on the Twisted series with like my thoughts, ranking each of the characters and the their relationships and like the book, like doing the whole thing. So I won't say too much about it, but oh my god, I love this series. It is probably one of my favorite series of all time. It is a contemporary romance. Um, and while you can read the book standalone, um, if you choose to, you totally can, but they are interconnected and you'll get more out of the story if you read all four, because they are each, um, you know, mentioned, there are events that happen. So you can read them standalone, but I don't recommend it. It's also really nice because, um, I ended up finding a new favorite author out of it, which is always an amazing thing when you're a reader to, you know, kind of go face first into a book from an author you've never read before and find out that you really, really love them. Um, and it makes me really excited to read the Kings of Sin series too. And then the last book that I read in February to make up five books for the month was The X-Talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon. And that one I gave three stars. It wasn't necessarily a bad book. Um, it just wasn't my favorite romance. Um, however, I did love the premise of the radio show, The X Talk, as the book is called. Um, and the thing that I really like about it is that I think it would translate really well into a rom-com if it went in that direction. Like, if they ever decided to produce a movie out of it, I think it would make a really good movie and translate well. But I am really obsessed with the cover. Um, so it gets points in that department because the cover is just super cute. So moving on, <laughs> moving on to March. This one's going to be super quick because I didn't read any books in March. Yay. Um, I was not in a reading slump at all. I just decided to read like four fan fictions instead. Um, pretty sure I mentioned that in the podcast in an earlier episode where I was just reading Levi Ackerman fan fictions. Yeah, that was my whole April. Or that was my whole March. Into April, probably. Um, yeah, that was all of March. So let's move on to April. <laughs> um, so yeah, April, I read two books and I actually read 
my one of my favorite fantasy series of all time now, Once Upon a Broken Heart and The Ballad of Never After. So I think the way that I rated these was I gave Once Upon a Broken Heart four and a half stars and The Ballad of Never After five because both are so good. One of the best YA fantasies there is. Um, Stephanie Garber really delivered with this because so good. I just really enjoyed these two and I read through them really quickly. The storylines are, they're not too complex. They're pretty simple. The writing is pretty simple, but don't let me saying that steer you away because this story is told incredibly well. Um, there are so many little details. She has like bonus epilogues in all of the exclusive editions that you can read and stuff. There are so many little tiny details in there that really make up the entirety of the series. And oh, they're so good. The writing is so poetic. The world building is immaculate. And I am so ready for A Curse for True Love. I've already pre-ordered it. I pre-ordered it months ago. And I'm just waiting for October at this point. Because the second that book is in my hands, I will be the most annoying person on the planet. So annoying. You will not be able to stop me. I will be talking about Evangeline and Jax for the rest of the year. I, I'm never going to shut up about it. So <laughs> prepare yourselves, everyone, for Taylor being annoying about book character. Anyways, yeah, um, this is one of those series I wish I had started long ago, like when the first book came out, but I am happy that I started reading them this year because I was able to read both books and then I don't have to wait too long for the third book. Um, just, I love this series. I don't know what else to say about it. It's one of my favorites of this year, but we'll get into that later. Let's go into May. So in May, I read four books, which is pretty good. You know, I started the month with Beach Read by Emily Henry. Um, this was my first Emily Henry book. And it's the same way with Anna Huang, where I discovered a new author for, for me personally. Um, not that Anna Huang or Emily Henry are like these little underground indie authors that I discovered. But like for me personally, I discovered a new author that I really, really love. Um, and yeah, so I gave Beach Read four and a half stars. And I believe that Emily Henry is the queen of summer. In fact, she actually invented it. Like, literally from reading Beach Read alone, that's my thoughts on it. It was so good. Um, I love Emily's style of writing. And the one thing that I really enjoyed the most was the way she wrote January's internal monologue, which is something that I hope is consistent with her books um, or with her other books. And she also is one of the best authors I've read with writing banter between characters. So the next book that I read in May, I continued with the Twisted series. So I ended up starting it in April, I believe. And then I took, no, I started it in February. And then I took a break. And then I don't know why I did, I guess maybe I just needed like fantasy. And then I heard Beach Reads screaming at me from my bookshelf saying, read me, read me. So I gave in. But I started back up with Twisted Lies the beginning of May and I gave it four and a half stars, only docking half a star because sometimes I could not stand Christian Harper. <laughs> I digress. I'll get to it another time. But the story was probably my favorite storyline out of the whole series and probably the most entertaining. Just another book series that I will be annoying about and I will never stop talking about because I'm obsessed. 
So have fun with that one too. Um, <laughs> so then I read Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. Easily five stars. Easily five stars. I don't know why it took me so long to read this book. Um, I cannot say enough good things about Red, White, and Royal Blue. Alex and Henry are just perfect. And I have told so many people that this is now one of my comfort reads. The storyline was great. All of the characters I absolutely adore. And I also think it's great that Casey discusses, you know, really important topics such as race, sexuality, power dynamics between families and everything. Like, it's such a well-written book with really important meaning to it. And um, if you haven't read it yet, basically it's the first son of the United States, Alex, and the Prince of Wales, Henry. Um, in the beginning of the book, there is a slight altercation at Henry's brother's wedding. Not me reading this in May and then forgetting. <laughs> um, again, normalized forgetting the plot of books because I do that on a normal basis. Like, it's a little embarrassing, but it's fine. Um, anyways, there's an altercation and now Alex and Henry are forced to basically meet up a few times for damage control and stage that they're friends so that the situation is under control and from there a beautiful friendship and then romance blooms between them and it's just so cute and beautiful and fluffy and comforting and I smile and I giggle every time I think about this book because it is just so cute and I love them and I'm so excited for the movie. I'm gonna calm down now. <laughs> And then my last read was One Italian Summer by Rebecca Surley. And I honestly did not love this one. I rated it two stars because it just really fell flat for me. And honestly, not a lot of it made much sense. I won't go into a tangent on it. I just, it, it just fell flat for me. I really didn't enjoy it. I didn't DNF it because it was only like 260 pages and I wanted to see if the ending was satisfying, and spoiler, it wasn't, at least for me, but I just didn't love this one, so in June, I needed a book to like pull me out of possibly getting into a slump. I didn't want to get into a slump from that, so I started off the month with Fourth Wing, and oh my god, amazing, spectacular, brilliant, extraordinary, 10 out of 10, would give up my firstborn, that does not exist yet, to read Iron Flame right now. I would do anything. Okay, not anything, but I need Iron Flame in my hands right now. I have already pre-ordered it. Um, I need it. This book was so amazing. I easily rated it five stars and one of my favorite reads of this year. And easily one of my favorite fantasy series like of not only this year but probably of all time and that's saying something because I've only read the first book and I would already put it up there with Akatar and Once Upon a Broken Heart where I have read multiple books in the series or you know what there is so to keep it spoiler free if you like fantasy with a dystopian feel dragons enemies to lovers shadow wielding daddies um captivating stories and world building um a bad bitch of a female main character you'll love fourth wing um i can't say enough good things about it um it's just one of those books that will make you fall in love again with reading 
it gives you the same feeling and I've read this for a lot of people it gives them the same feeling of like reading Akatar for the first time that's the kind of feeling it gives you that's the kind of feeling it gave me loved it great book to start the month off with my second book of June was Practice Makes Perfect by Sarah Adams this one I gave three stars it was super cute but to me that's all it was I did really enjoy the opposites attract trope because that's not something that I read a lot of and I also do enjoy small town romances from time to time so it was like a nice little change but it was cute um I love I think Annie is super cute um she owns a little flower shop um Will kind of gave me Reese Larson from Twisted Games vibes with the whole like bodyguard thing um also to be fair I didn't read when in Rome, which is the first book in the series. They're kind of standalone books, but they like interconnect too. Um, so I didn't have as much background on that one, but um, it was cute. I, I I would definitely recommend it. It's a really cute little easy um, romance, and there's not a whole lot that I disliked about it. Um, I don't really think I disliked anything about it. It was just like a cute book. It was just like a cute little read, basically. And then the last book that I read was Love on the Brain by Allie Hazelwood, which, like I said, late to the game on this, but I'm actually upset that I haven't read this sooner because it is, (laughs) I think, oh my god, this might be an unpopular opinion. I think I liked this one more than The Love Hypothesis. Please don't cancel me. I understand that Adam Carlson is the blueprint but Levi please okay um B and Levi may be my favorite couple out of Allie's book so far and that's even with reading Love Theoretically although I'm not I'm only halfway okay so this might change but yeah um I don't know does anyone else agree with me because I love Olive and Adam do not get me wrong but um, yeah, that's just how I feel. Um, easily five stars, super cute, light and fluffy, empowering women, but like a little teensy bit of spice thrown in there. It's cute. Okay, so like I said, I am currently reading Love Theoretically and I plan to read Happy Place. So I'm going to include those in my June reads, but that kind of concludes the list of books that I have read so far this year. I want to dive into a quick list of my favorite reads. So on that list is going to be Alone with You in the Ether by Olive Blake, the Whole Twisted series by Anna Huang, the Once Upon a Broken Heart series by Stephanie Garber, Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston, Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros, and Love on the Brain by Allie Hazelwood. Next little segment are books that I am looking forward to reading the rest of this year, whether they are going to be new releases, whether they are just books that I haven't gotten to yet that are on my TBR. Um, These are books that as of right now, I am the most excited to read. So it's a little quick list. I'm excited to read more books, but these are the ones that came to my mind when I was thinking about this. So first one is the Throne of Glass series. Yes, I will get to this series. I am thinking of around fall, because for me, that's like peak fantasy time is like fall, winter time. 
I know I'm not the only one in thinking this. This is not an original thought. I know that everybody else thinks the same way. While I will read fantasy not during that time, it hits different when it is fall and winter. So I think I'm going to do Throne of Glass then. I've already read the first book and I'm currently on Crown of Midnight. <laughs> Sorry, I had to look at my bookshelf for a second because I couldn't remember the name of the book um, for a second, like the second book in the Throne of Glass series. Speaking of... I bought a Billy bookcase, so I have now joined the club. I feel cool. I feel a little bit cheaper because I spent money on a bookshelf and the Ikea shipping is so insane. So I feel a little broke too, but I'm happy because now I have a huge bookshelf that all of my books look so pretty on. So yeah, um, that is also like a new update is I got a new bookshelf. So I'm super excited about it. But anyways, I will be getting to Throne of Glass. I cannot be left out much longer. And also this is a spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Oh my God, this is a spoiler. Yeah. Um, I also want to read Throne of Glass and I want to finish it because I am so afraid that House of Flame and Shadow is going to bring up something from Throne of Glass. And I don't want that spoiled for me because I haven't read it. So I need to read it. Okay, end of spoiler. You're safe, I promise. End of spoiler. You're good, promise. The next books that I'm looking forward to and I'm really anticipating would be the Magnolia Parks and Daisy Hates series. So I know these have existed for a little bit, but they have been really popular all over my TikTok for you page and all over Bookstagram. And at first I had no clue what these books were on. And then as I started to read more about them, they are basically Gossip Girl in High Society London. And I love Gossip Girl so much. So I can't imagine that I won't enjoy these. The new covers were released. I just don't know whether I want to get the new covers, get the old covers, or if I just want to read them on my Kindle. Because they're on Kindle right now. I can't find the original covers anywhere right now. I know that they're still being sold. But the other ones are also only available for pre-order right now. And I don't know if I'm going to want to wait or if I'm just going to want to buy them on my Kindle. So I'll figure that one out in a little bit. But next book that I want to read and that I'm excited for is Loathe to Love You, the three Steminist novellas by Ali Hazelwood. I actually have the whole like book that has all three of them in it. So, and... Uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit and I'm going to mark each of the novellas as, you know, being read instead of the whole book, Loathe to Love You. I'm cheating a little bit, but it's fine. <laughs> I, I think it's fine. A few more books that I am really looking forward to reading the end of this year are Icebreaker and Wildfire by Hannah Grace. I haven't read Icebreaker yet, obviously, but I just every single time I get one of those TikToks where it's like something that happens in the book, I'm like, okay, I really need to read this. So maybe I'll read it in July. I don't know, but I really want to read it. So I'm really excited for those. I am also really looking forward to the Legendborn series, the Crowns of Nyaxia duology, and A Curse for True Love. Wait, did I not oh my god, I'm dumb. Okay, I'll just say that I'm saving the best for last. Um, so the two best for last are A Curse for True Love, like I mentioned, and then Iron Flame. Hello? 
that is my absolute most anticipated read for the end of this year. That one comes out in November. So in October, I have A Curse for True Love to look forward to. And then in November, I have Iron Flame. I cannot believe I almost left that one out. I knew something was wrong when I didn't say it. I knew something was wrong. So, okay, moving on to my biggest surprise book, which might surprise some of you when I say this, but I would say that Once Upon a Broken Heart and The Ballad of Never After or at least just Once Upon a Broken Heart, was one that I was really surprised by, mainly because I went into it absolutely blind. I haven't read the Carval series yet, and so I didn't know what that one was about at the time. I know what it is about now, but at the time I had no idea. And at the time of adding Once Upon a Broken Heart to my TBR, I also had no idea what it was about. Like, totally blind. Um... And I was pleasantly surprised. It was my biggest shock to me to like I the fact that I love it as much as I do, huge shock. Um, I was really surprised by how much I love it, considering it is now one of my favorite series of all time. Yep, super shocked. Okay, let's get into my newest fictional crushes. Starting off strong we have Zayden, Liam, and Violet from Fourth Wing. Of course I have to include my girl Violet. I crushed so hard for her um but also Zayden and Liam. However I would leave the two of them in the dark for Violet. I would do anything for her. I love her but also Zayden and Liam. I can't forget about you guys so um I love all three of them. Also, Levi from Love on the Brain and Jax from the Once Upon a Broken Heart series. Let's jump into my favorite new-to-me author. So like I said, this isn't necessarily a new and up-and-coming author, but this is an author that, or these are authors that are new to me. Like I just read their books this year. So on that list, I have Anna Huang, Rebecca Yaros, Emily Henry, and Stephanie Garber. Those are probably my top four authors of this year based off of what I've read. This is a book that made me happy and this is not going to come as a surprise based on how I talked about it, but Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. Um, Not once did this book make me feel any other emotion except for like happy, giddy, giggly. Um, Just, I loved it. On the opposite end of the spectrum, books that made me ugly cry, Fourth Wing, If You Know You Know, and The Ballad of Never After, If You Know You Know. Both of those, Stephanie and Rebecca, I would like you to pay for my therapy bills because those sent me into spirals. So I will be sending them directly to you. Give me your best address for them and they will be coming priority USPS right to your mailbox because someone's got to pay for it. Someone's got to own up. So one of you, you can split the bill. One of you can own up to it. But those, both of those endings sent me into a spiral. Someone has got to pay. All right. Anyways, let's talk goals. So first, let's start with Goodreads. So by the end of June, I will have read 18 books and um, that will put me right at July 1st, having exactly half of my reading goal left. So 18 out of 36. Ideally, I would love to shoot for 40. If I read Loathe to Love You, the little novellas, that might help push me to more towards 40, but my safe goal is 36. Not that it matters. Not that hitting your reading goal matters, and I will talk a little bit about that in a second, but um, 
I would love to shoot for 40 just because it would give me a chance to be able to read and experience more books. But, you know, even if I get 36, even if I don't get 36, it doesn't matter because the books that I have read so far, I have loved this year. Um, and that is what is the most important thing to me. Aside from my Goodreads goal, let's talk about a couple of bookish goals that I have set for myself either at the beginning of this year or things that I have just recently thought of that I will be continuing throughout the rest of the year. So my first goal was to make sure that or at least try not to focus on how many books I'm reading and like not pay attention to my Goodreads goal at all. I last year my problem was I was so focused on the number of books that I was reading that I was like speeding through all of my books like skim reading, I was forgetting things, and that's not the point of reading. So I made it a goal this year to not focus on that number as much. And not only that, but I also feel like I do have a little more time and I've spent more time focusing on reading. Um, so that has definitely helped. But I think I'm doing a good job. I don't, like at this point, I don't care. Um, I mean, all of March, I didn't read any books. Um, and then you know, some books or some months I read five books, some I read two. Like, it doesn't matter for me as long as I'm enjoying what I'm reading, which I am. That's my number one goal. Um, So I feel like that one's going pretty well. The second goal was to read more from my physical TBR. So on my physical TBR, I have about 27 books at the moment. It was a little bit higher. It was definitely closer to 40. And I've definitely cut back, which is good. Like that's, I'm working towards my goal. But I got to a point where I was just buying so many books and the amount of books that I was buying outweighed the books that I was actually reading. And so I was adding all of these books to my shelf because I would see people review them and recommend them. Or I would say to myself, oh, I want to read that. But I wasn't going to read it at the moment. And I knew that I wasn't going to read it at the moment. So it's just sitting on my shelf right now. And I want to try to avoid that as much as possible. Um, so I guess that also, you know, kind of moves into my next goal, which is to spend less, like put, I'm putting myself on a book buying ban. I pre-ordered two books and that's totally fine, but I'm going to really try and not buy any books unless they're on Kindle Unlimited and also just making sure that I'm sticking to my physical TBR. It's a little hard because I am a mood reader. So if none of the books on my shelf at the moment pique my interest, I don't want to put myself in a book slump. Um, so I'm not totally going to stick to it 100%. I know that. But I do want to get my physical TBR down a little bit and put myself on a decently strict book buying ban. Um, just because I don't need to buy 20 books in a couple of months if I know that I'm not going to read all of them. It is a little bit of a waste. And while I will get to them, like it's not a total waste, but... Like, I don't need them at that moment. So those are two goals that are definitely going to be hard, but I'm going to try and work towards them. I'm kind of going through my bookshelf and, and figuring out, like, from there, what can I mood read? Like, what speaks to me? What catches my eye? Um, and if I buy a book off of Kindle Unlimited, you know, it, there's, or not Kindle Unlimited, but if I buy a book off of Kindle, it's not the end of the world, but just trying to, like, minimize it, I guess. And that leads into... My last goal, which is to start utilizing my Kindle more. So I do use my Kindle, but I don't use it as much as I would like to. 
And I think it's because I'm still much more of a physical book person. I like to have my bookshelves full, or at least somewhat full. Um, I like to physically have the book in my hands. I'm definitely a physical book person. Um, I like flipping the pages, annotating, like I just, it's what I prefer, but there's a reason that I bought a Kindle and there's a reason I do love my Kindle and I do use it. Um, it, it makes it easier to read. I fly through books quicker. Um, they are at my fingertips. Kindle Unlimited is a really great option for like 10 bucks a month or something. So I would like to start utilizing not only my Kindle more, but also Kindle Unlimited more, especially if I'm in a mood where I am not really reaching or gravitating towards anything on my shelf, but I don't want to buy a book. Kindle Unlimited is right there and I should definitely use it more frequently. So that is my last goal that I'm going to try and work towards. And I also think it would be fun to revisit this at the end of the year for like a full year wrap up and kind of talk about the progress of these goals. I think it would be fun. So yeah, that is the end of the episode. I do have a couple of episodes planned. Um, I have a couple of book reviews. I do want to talk about The Ballad of Never After. I want to dive into Fourth Wing even more. And I do want to do a whole series review of the Twisted series. Um, I also do plan on sitting down and kind of planning out the next couple of months what podcasts look like. Um, I do want to re-record my bookish favorites. I'm just not happy with how that episode came out. So that one will be coming just once I re-record it because I don't want to put the one that I did record out into the world because I just don't love it. So um, if you have anything that you would like me to discuss, please send me a message on Bookstagram because I will talk about anything book related. I love talking about books. I am really easy to convince on like any topic. So if you have anything, feel free to just message me and I will probably talk about it because I love talking about just crap. (laughs) I once I get going, I will not shut up, which is why a podcast is perfect for me. But yeah, I am super excited to see what is in store for the rest of this year, the books that I end up reading, um, and I'm even more excited to do an end-of-year wrap-up. I did one last year, but I'm even more excited for this year's because last year, like I said, not super important, but it just wasn't my best reading year, so um, I am really excited for this year's wrap-up and to kind of compare where I am now to how I am at the end of the year, I think that would also be really interesting. So I'm going to make a note of that and put it in my back pocket for later. But anyways, thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys in two weeks. Hopefully I'm trying to get better. I promise I'm just a full-time employee and I have other hobbies and I just get busy. Uh, Okay. Love you. Bye friends. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Booked and Busy podcast. See you next time and happy reading.